You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, the Wrestling Rewind Show 80. My name is Daryl Connor, and I'm joined on the line by my co-host. Introduce yourself, sir. Martin Herty in lovely South Armagh, how's she cotton? How are you getting on, Martin? How are you? Grand, not a bother, you know, uh, uh, a hell of a week in wrestling. Uh, oh man, the, the hits just kept coming this week, one after another. Yeah. So look, you know, this, this week uh, we did say we we're going to talk about um, what's a hog wild, road wild, road wild. That's it. Rogue it's originally wild. called hog wild, and then they had the. I think Harley Davidson made them change the name. Made them change the name, and that that kind of gives you a little taste of. <laughs> How what this show was like from 1999. So we will cover that near the end of the the show because this week, oh my god, the news was just out of this world, and not for anything good. It's really it's really bizarre. Um, so the first news, obviously, which we kind of had to talk about, is John Moxley, kind of out of nowhere, um, announced he's gone to rehab. The morning of the bloody uh, eliminator tournament for the world title. Yep. Yeah, so John John Moxley uh, basically came out and uh, announced that he's gone into um, rehab for alcoholism, and basically had to just that was it. He just had to leave. Uh, Punk talked about it on AEW, which was weird, but um, you know, all right. And um, I thought he was going to go full on straight edge society, cutting a heel or cutting a, a promo or something. I'm like, where's this going? This is a bit dark. I see. Um, I haven't even I haven't even seen this week's Dynamite, so I didn't I didn't see what was on it. Oh, fair. Yeah. No, he he cuts a promo basically, being like, "Hey, look, uh, you know, we're always there to support him, and you know, if you need to get help, go get help." And I'm like, and, and I'm like, okay, but also that was a straight edge society gimmick. So I'm like, <laughs> see, I think I think that's all right though. Like, so I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But that sounds okay. Like, I oh, know it was fine. It's, it's very fun. it's very it different fun. from when they were like pretending to. To give vodka to Scott Hall, you know yeah. it's yeah, yeah no, it's not it, like they're using it for a yeah. It, like it, obviously, it's it's not a storyline, you know. <laughs> but in the back of your mind, you're like, is it? <laughs> is it a storyline? Is it not? But but that's always but no. the way with wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You you never know. But obviously, confirmation would then come from other sources as well. And it looks like he actually is gone into rehab. So two days ago, Jonathan David Good, better known by the ring name John Moxley. Um, has entered rehab for alcohol use, and hey, look, you know it's that's tough. Uh, he just had a daughter there recently, him and Renee Young, and it's it's a bummer, man. You know, because they did. They you have did to imagine. Have a lot of- 
you have to imagine that's what prompted it. You know that he. I'd say so. Yeah. Got the he has this new child, and he's yeah. like, okay, well now I really gotta, you know, get look after together. myself. And yeah. like, I don't get. I don't know him. I'm not part yeah. of his personal life. Yeah. But I don't get the impression that he was like a, a raging alcoholic or anything. I don't think it's even that. I was listening to. I don't know who was this. It was either Solid Monster or one of those other shows on YouTube. And basically what they're saying is it's so completely different to what wrestlers are normally taught to do. As in wrestlers are always taught you have to give, you know, you're being paid so much money by this person. You have to go out and give 110%. And then whatever way you manage to cope with that, it's on you. Yeah. So that's kind of what prompts Which is these. how you end up with stuff like the plane ride from hell. Yeah, exactly. You or yeah, and you end up with drug use, uh, over drinking, pills, all that kind of good stuff, all that abuse that you do, all that stuff that wrestlers have to deal with. Well, not good stuff, obviously, but you know what I mean. All that stuff that they would do to kind of get by, um, and, and they have done for years, like 30, 40 years. Like, oh, you know, yeah, so many wrestlers. Like, look how many wrestlers have died young. It's only a recent phenom- phenomenon that has stopped happening. Where wrestlers just aren't dying at like fifty or forty-five oh, yeah. or whatever, you know, either from suicide or from uh, from something like this. So look, uh, you or know, stories from the eighties uh, of guys working three hundred and fifty days out of three sixty-five in a year, and yeah. you know, driving from town to town, like literally snorting cocaine while they drive just to keep themselves awake. Yeah, no, I had stuff like that where you know the the plane ride from hell. In context, you're like, oh well, well this makes a lot of sense. Why, why, why it was so bad? Yeah, and Do, I, doesn't I got, make it okay. Oh, but absolutely like, not. It's like no, we were saying not. before, you also have to hold the company to account for, you know, putting people in this position. And I do have to hand it to um, AEW and also to um, Tony Khan for being like very open with this, where it's like, hey, look, here's what's actually going on, because it is, you know, AEW for all its faults. And positives. Both of them. (laughs) It's two faults. (laughs) It begins with Cody and ends with Rhodes. Um, (laughs) It's that, like, they are quite open and, you know, the the fan base is quite smart. So instead of just BSing everyone, they're like, look, here's what's actually going on. I think everyone appreciates that. And that's what Punk was kind of tapping into as well. So, look, if this is how the new world of wrestling is going to be, that's pretty cool where people are able to go and look after their mental health or able to go get themselves clean. Because, look, everyone loves John Moxley, but you don't want to see him die, you know, for, no, or, uh, or whatever. It's just not It's just not a very, um, I, I think it, it seems was like quite, a pretty healthy environment. Yeah, it, it does. And, like, you have, like, wrestlers like Punk and Brian, and they were saying part of the reason they came in was because of how well Brody Lee's family was treated. Mm. Um, but well, I think actually, it was... Sorry, go on. It's, sorry, it's funny you mentioned Daniel Bryan. Apparently, Daniel Bryan and John Moxley are like super close. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. But uh, and it, it yeah, like they both same sound. Yeah, and he's one of the he's one of the people that's like, hey, you need to go to rehab and get yourself sorted. Well, so. um, so well, I think the reason or the way they come out with it, um. I mean, yeah, it was good. It was the honest thing to do. And it raised a really important issue. But I think it was also the smart thing to do. Because mm. if they had to come out with something vague, John Moxley's taking time off for some personal issues. John mm. Moxley has gone to a local medical facility. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> that would have just, like, yeah. the internet would have just been rampant with speculation. Yeah. That would have been hounded for answers and 
you know, it would have been a whole storm. Whereas this way, they control the narrative. Yeah. You're always going to have the usual, you know, trolls and, and bollocks on Twitter and the like. But um, yeah, I thought it was the smart, responsible and sensitive way to, to handle it. I agree. I think it was the best way to, to go about this whole thing. And, you know, he'll be back soon. He'll be back, you know, healthy and all that kind of stuff. But like at the end of the day, he has a young daughter. He has Renee Young, all that kind of stuff. So it is what it is. You know, it, it's 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 so it's one of those stories where you're like, well, the wrestling world has changed for the better. And it's it's great to see, you know, it sucks that he has to go through it in general. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, more power to him. And, you know, hopefully he's able and, to get back and I'll to tell, it. You know? And I'll tell you what. John Moxley returning successfully from rehab. That's a CM Punk level pop there when that happens. Oh man, and it's also, you know, the ultimate babyface run. So, you know. Oh yeah, I can see I can see him yeah. winning the title off that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so you know, and sometimes reality is better than than any kind of storyline, you know. But what we go from that from that story, which would be a company doing things right, to a company which look again, Dave took the, the you know took the you know what L me by saying oh WWE is getting sold. He said, I <laughs> am back on that. WWE is getting sold, my friends. It is getting sold. That's the day that contract signed is saying that is going to be your crowning moment. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I called Sting was going to join WWE, and I'm <laughs> calling this. There is nothing that can convince me that it isn't happening. People are like, what's going on with WWE? Why are they doing this? Because they're getting sold. <laughs> it'll, it'll, be, it'll be me and you on the Wrestling Rewind episode 382 <laughs> in the year the year 2044. And oh, WWE God. will be sold and you'll be like, I told you. I told you. <laughs> I'm saying it these 30 years. <laughs> Actually, oh man. Oh, actually, it's funny story. I was talking to my friend of mine, and her grandfather was always saying that you know the 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 hardcore tree Lewis tramline would come back one day because when a lot of, so for people who don't know when the the English left Ireland, the the new Free State ripped up everything that the English had put in, including the tramlines, <laughs> and he would always say, "Well, it's going to come back. I'm telling you, one day." And then about ten years after he died, they put in the Lewis. So he was right. <laughs> it happens. Hopefully he won't have to die for it to happen, but there you go. Um, but look, I, there's no other way I can explain what's going on with WWE right now. All right. So we got the news pretty much out of nowhere, man. Like yesterday, um, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Uh, yeah. News broke. I mean, or, probably the day before yeah, U- it was, US time or whatever, but yeah, pretty much yesterday. Yeah, so no, sorry, November the 4th is the, what I have in front of me here from the New York Post. So it was yesterday, yeah, US time. We start hearing a bunch of releases. And these weren't small releases. So the New York Post has confirmed that the outfit is moving on from Ember Moon, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Mia Yim, Gran Malik, Nia Jax, Lince Dorado, Jeet Rama, uh, Katrina Cortez, Trey Baxter, Sardina uh, Ramira, these names are horrific, Jesse Camara, B-Fab, Oni Lorcan, Frankie Monet, Eva Marie, and Scarlett Bodu, Bordux. I don't know, a lot of people, but some of these names I know, some of these names I don't know, some of the names I can't pronounce, obviously, but the ones that stick out to me here are Keith Lee, Karrion yeah. Cross, uh, Eva Marie, uh, and you know uh, Mia Yim and Grand Malik. Like, these Nia are Jax. 
Nia, well, Nia Jax should 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 never be. But they all they all stick out for de- we'll go through them. But they all oh, stick yeah, out for different, different reasons. Yeah, that's fair. Reasons. That's fair. That's very fair. But I mean, like you know, the Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. If you if you can't if you can't make Keith Lee a star, what what is wrong with you? What are you doing? But they um, did the opposite of make him a star. Yeah. He was a star. He yeah. was beloved. Yeah. All they had to do when he moved to the main roster yeah. was nothing. Yeah. Change nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Let him be himself. Let him do his own move set. He'd have been huge. Mm. And and they did the opposite. They they dragged his his worth his value dead. Yeah. Astonishing. Um. So there's a bunch of different a bunch of different reasons other than budget cuts on this. Uh, surrounding Nia Jax as well. Uh, it's, it, it is quite interesting. We'll talk about it as we get into it. But yeah. another thing that popped as well this week was uh, apparently the reason Bray Wyatt was released was because Vince was just didn't like him. And he was uh, difficult to work with, apparently. Which I don't necessarily buy. But again, when <laughs> the company's stealing your ideas and not letting you be on TV... You're probably going to be difficult to work with, you know. What I mean? But I've um, I've no problem believing that uh, you could get fired just for Vince not liking you. Yeah, well, that's like wasn't um wasn't one of their I can't remember the name, but wasn't one of their real hot prospects ten ten look, years ago or so fired because there was some segment where Vince was walking backstage and your man smiled. Everyone yeah, was supposed that, to like look down or something, and he smiled. Yeah, it was Brian Kendrick and his tag team partner. They were sacked for that. Uh, yeah, but also like um, what was it? Mister Kennedy was fired just because he did it, you know. <laughs> so stuff like this, stuff like this has happened. But I'm like, wow, we're still kind of living in this. Cra- oh, Harry Smith was another one as well who was that guy. Oh, I didn't realize Harry Smith was still in the company. Um, but man, like, where do you want to start with this? Like, well, okay, so let me let me cover some of the the different reasons briefly. <clears throat> Sorry, apologies. So. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee is just baffling because, like you say, an astonishing athlete, yeah. a huge character. Like, he had literally everything. The fact they couldn't make well, it out of him is... He didn't have everything for the WWE, to be fair. But no, he, he did... Was... But he did... But the WWE is an unwatchable mess of a product. So that that's not a condemnation on him. That's how bad WWE is, re- is right now. I don't think there's anyone who can actually get over in the WDB right now. And if you do, it's a, unless you're you're Roman Reigns, who, you know, fair play, I don't know how he's still hanging on. Um, I don't well, know how he was still hanging on a company, you know. It only took 12 years, was it? And, and, years. and to get all the damage off him as well. And he's doing the best work of his career, man. But, like, Keith Lee could have, if booked competently and by somebody else, he could have had feuds with your Roman Reigns. He could have plugged right in there in your main event scene. You know, oh, like yeah. legit. But WWE now, another reason why I think they're looking forward to this sale is um they're changing their they're they're changing exactly what they are. They're moving away from the it, it's either a sale or they're trying to make themselves or it's a reaction to AEW. I don't know which one it is. So let's just play with the idea that it's a react it's a sale. They're streaming down their their core product to be the most WWE core that it can be. Handful yeah. of guys go in, do the product, fulfill the contracts, and then they focus on 
the brand and the tape library and all that kind of stuff. Well, this is what Vince has been working for for 20 years. He didn't want yeah. any big stars. He yeah. wanted WWE to be the attraction. So exactly. you're right. And, and he's been successful because there's a huge cohort of fans out there who will just watch WWE, WWE. no matter how what? bad it is. Yeah, Just That's because true. it's WWE. Yeah. And, you know, as a bit, I mean, it's scummy as hell, but as a business approach, it's, yeah, it's genius because he can pare it down. He can have... 20 active wrestlers and yeah. run this multi-billion dollar company. On the back of them. Yeah, and I think, so there's that, right? Or there's a sale, right? Which is, again, you can just sell that off. And if you're going to run it, you're on that for a while. You sell that and it's nice and a nice, tidy, you know, product that you can just go, well, this is the WDB. Here's who's on the roster. Here's what you're getting, blah, blah, blah. Or there's, this is your action to AW. And they see Triple H see Triple H's battle or failure as such against AEW, which is really unfair to put NXT against AEW. That's that's not a battle, that's a massacre. Um, and they're like, well, look, this didn't get over, this didn't work, AEW's still there, so we're going to undo everything that we've done, as in AEW being the super indie, to NXT, sorry, sorry not AEW, NXT being NXT, the super indie, yeah. to go to you know, to be the feeder or whatever, to um, even NXT now being like Raw Light, being this weird kind of feeder system basically for Raw. So as you said, that can, can that can keep going. They can pare it down and just run yeah. on autopilot because, for the next like, because 20 years. Because black and gold NXT, I mean, what it needed was tweaked. It had yeah. problems, but it just needed tweaked. Like, like it yeah. could have easily recaptured its, you know, its sort of heyday in the... It was sort of 2014, 2016, 17 time period. Mm. It needed tweaked. They went mm. and just completely threw the whole thing out and brought this Splatoon <laughs> thing in. But um, like, dude, I, I don't, I, honestly, I don't see how they see losing against AEW's main show as a bad thing. You know, here's the thing. If they put Raw against AEW, they'd lose. Eventually. Yeah, but... You can't underestimate how petty this company is. Yeah. Like, remember we were talking the other week about them going back to the old WCW pay-per-view we we reviewed and them Mm. blurring out a WWF sucks sign that was in the crowd. You know, so I would imagine they take the loss, even though it was NXT and not one of the main brands, I imagine they take the loss of a wrestling war, you know, as a pretty embarrassing you know, blow to the company. Um, yeah, and look, and that's and so it's one of the two. It's either they're prepping for the sale or or consolidating their brand to be the WWE, and that's the experience, and that's what you go for, and that seems to be what they're doing now with their hiring or firing process. Apparently, don't want any women over twenty five, uh, men over thirty five. Yeah, um, they don't want, you know. They they don't want any indie guys. They want like monsters, <laughs> which is they, they don't want wrestlers. They don't want wrestlers. They want a blank slate with the right look to come in, and they build them to be a WWE superstar. Yeah, and redefining WWE. what that means. Yeah, and redefining and what that means. Yeah, only doing the WWE style and only ever and only knowing the WWE style to the point where if they get rid of them, they're useless to any other company. Which I mean, that's where really, I mean, dude, that that's really smart when you think about it. It's so scummy, but it is really <laughs> smart. 
It's like they're not going yeah. to leave and they're not going to fight you because they don't, they can't, they can't go anywhere else. But you have to, you have to hand it to them. They're not doing any of this in secret. They no. have said for years now, we are not a wrestling company. Yeah. We're not a wrestling uh, promotion. Yeah. We're, WWE doesn't even stand for World Wrestling Entertainment anymore. No, it's it literally just WWE. WWE, you know. Yeah. But what's more interesting is, right, Karrion Cross would fit into a WWE guy. Like, I know he comes from Impact and he had a good run there or whatever, got out, but like ready to go with the entrance and, you know, the manager. Yeah. And all that, kind of stuff. that was all ready to go. And then <laughs> they remove well, all of it. Well, here's what, what makes him different from Keith Lee. Right. He is a guy who was pushed to the moon in NXT. He was given, like you say, unbelievable entrance, like yeah. these power moves. I didn't actually think he was all that great in the he, ring. No, he's not. He's no Keith but, Lee, but he, do, he does have the WWE look and style. Everything up to the bell was, yeah, put a huge amount of effort into it. And mm. then to put him on the main roster, they job him out to Jeff Hardy. Yep. They give him a, like a, a Quang mask. Yeah. Yeah, and weird. and then they fire him. It wasn't, it wasn't his fault. Like, just a bat baffling. And what I would say is, if I was Bron Breaker, I'd be looking at that very closely because I get mad carrying cross vibes off from Bron Breaker. Yeah, big well, huge guy getting pushed to the hilt really early in NXT, probably too early. You know, well, here's what they're going to do, dude. Right by having this. Like WWE's strength for the past couple of years was having a really good in-ring product to an extent. Almost despite itself, they had some great workers there who weren't able to do things, but when they were able to go, it was great. Um, and the product still hasn't been good in a very long time either, but you know, it had those bright sparks. They're slowly removing all their bright sparks from the future. And you know, they're a very old roster. Like 50, 40 year old guys and girls still there, you're like, right, they're going to age out soon and then you're going to be WCW. What are you yeah. going to do? You know, it's, and here's uh, the thing you, you do New Blood Rising. Well, see, this is it, right? <laughs> but you can't do New Blood Rising if you haven't got any New Blood. Yeah. Or you, you know? can't do New Blood Rising and do what WCW did and job out the New Blood. Well, oh man, we'll get there. <laughs> we're not there, get there yet. pretty soon, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it's very soon. It's very, it is going up. But um, this is like this is baffling because like they <sighs> the last cuts were more surprising than these. But apparently, you know, we thought it was over, right? But apparently, this is going to keep happening. They're going to keep doing these cuts uh, around the earnings calls because this was. You know, it is very like vulgar because they release a bunch of talent after saying how much money they made. And you're like, it's two hundred and fifty six million for the last quarter. Yeah, it's not a good look, and it's so vulgar as well. To Three like, months. We've made all this money. Now we're going to fire loads of people. It's like that's for the budget cuts. Well, here's the thing. So a lot of them were were released for budget cuts. But yes. there's also a few that weren't. That weren't. Yes. Okay. We'll talk about them now. Then. <laughs> and we'll talk about them now. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know how to broach this issue. <laughs> so it's well, just plunge in. A uh, bunch of the, well, four of them allegedly were released because they refused to get vaccinated. Mm. And the way yeah. it is now, 
you can't travel, you can't work in certain states, you need to be vaccinated. To... But even in the US, any company over 100 employees, it's mandatory. Yeah. So Joe Biden brought that in. So like, I don't even know how they were. I don't even know how they were getting away with it up till now, or how they were going to thought that was going to play out. Like you know, it's how are you supposed to travel? How are you supposed to like go to these states where you're not allowed even go anywhere? You know, it's like remember the wrestling, a wrestler's job, right? The wrestling is eight to twelve minutes. You know, on a night, the rest of the job is meet and greets. Yeah. Fans, yeah, openings, bloody make a wish, you know, like yeah, that's true. Like, These are all things I didn't consider, and I said, like, I I feel uncomfortable with the whole mandate thing, but it makes perfect sense in this case where you're like going to have to, you know, it's like, what are you thinking, you know? Yeah. Um, now, what I will say is, so one of the ones that was named as refusing to get the vaccine was Naya Jax, <laughs> and you know what? Given, Listen. Uh, Given her, abs- I'm I'm not surprised that Nia Jax is an anti-vaxxer because the list of opponents she has indicated would show that she has absolutely no regard for anyone else's anybody. Or well-being. No, so I'm not, not surprised she's an anti-vaxxer. Oh man, Nia Jax! <laughs> I hate Nia Jax. Oh, she yeah. just hurts. She just hurts people. Just outright, just hurts people. Everything she has done in that company, and this is what got her fired. Look, well, you know what, right? As I said, it is what it is with, with, with you know, certain things. But I'm not glad someone got fired, but I'm glad Nia Jax got fired. Because <laughs> I just, she just hurts people. Like, yeah, I'm just relieved. hurts people. And, you know, and that's it. And then she just doesn't seem to want to get better. Like, how many no, times? She doesn't even try. Like, it's... no, doesn't protect anybody. Just, I'm mean, like, you know, when she was putting Lana through the, through the table every week. Poor Lana, like, it's just like, you're not even trying to protect her. You're just now, throwing her through as much as you can. I know it worked out for the best in the end, but that was accidental. She could have ended Becky Lynch's career. Like, yeah. that was, that was a, yeah. f- a facial fracture. Like, that yeah. could have been much worse than it was. She nearly could have bloody paralyzed um, uh, Kyrie Sane, wasn't it? It was Kyrie Sane, yeah. Kyrie Sane, didn't she knock out, nearly knock out Asuka one time? She is a, a laundry list of wrestlers she is injured, and it's not because they were doing dangerous spots. It's not mm. because they were doing anything risky. It's because she had absolutely no regard for their safety. I like this. Uh, I like this from the Indian Express. Nia Jax, who has plenty of controversial incidents during her time in WWE, was often alleged to be an unsafe worker. Has also been let go. Yeah, that's very, uh, very political. She was the most unsafe worker I think I've seen <laughs> since Royback. <laughs> The most unsafe worker since Ryback. So it's just like, yeah, come on. I, I know when I saw that, I like I don't like when anyone loses their job. I think that's a bummer, and particularly when it's as scummy as WDB have done here. But when uh, yeah. when I saw it, where I was like, all right, bye. So setting the setting the anti-vax stuff aside, yeah. here's what I, what I think is shocking. Yeah, what is a WWE contract worth? What what is the point that's of it? it. Like, if okay, you sign a contract with someone yeah. that says we are employed for the next three years, you know, me and you, surely mm. they need, I mean, if I'm going to break, I can't break it. I don't have the legal power to break it. Surely mm. they need some sort of reason, dude, negligence, they, dude, they know, must, misconduct. They, they must have something in the contracts. I just don't know how to get away with it. 
I genuinely don't know how to get away with it. Because take the take the wrestling out of it, right? Let's say it's Tesco. Right. And Tesco in one day, can you imagine what would happen if in one day Tesco announced record all time, like all time profits, higher than right. the Attitude Era, higher than Hogan, higher than all those times. So if right. Tesco announced their all time highest ever quarter and also we're letting a load of minimum minimum wage workers go for budget cuts. Can you imagine? I mean there'd be there'd be protests, there'd be oh, boycotts, there'd be in court for the rest of the company's existence. It's such a horrible like they shouldn't be treating people like this. You know, like they're not cattle. They're not yeah. livestock, you know. But then again, the other argument would be the Tesco workers on minimum wage, these people are getting you know, in some cases, millions of dollars. Some of them are. Yeah. But so, let's remember the the NXT prospects and the up and comers are not getting millions of dollars. They are not. And, and let's also remember that the WWE pays, compared to other professional sports, a very, very small. They are wildly underpay wrestlers. So mm. when you look at other professional sports in the US, the percentage of income that these sports uh, pay to their athletes is much larger than the percentage of income that WWE pays to uh, to its wrestlers. Yeah. And I look, well, I just thought I'd bring it up just because like for like sometimes isn't like, but in this case, it is worth bringing it, it was worth bringing that up. But also, um, you know, when you are getting paid thousands of dollars for these guys, it doesn't include travel. Doesn't include putting no. yourself up. Doesn't include healthcare. Doesn't include all other stuff as well. So, you and know. you have no rights because you're a bloody contractor, in, independent contractor. Yeah. I, I tell you, and I genuinely mean this, and I'm not holding my breath because it'll never happen. Because the U.S., even people in, in the U.S. who are left wing don't realize that they're actually centre right. Mm. But the day that there is an even mildly left wing government in the U.S with mm. even a cursory interest in workers' rights. I mm. look forward to seeing Vince McMahon dragged through courts for the remaining years of his life. I don't know how he gets away with it. And it must just be, you know, I think you've hit it now on the head. It must be the independent contractor thing. There must be something in that clause that they can just be like, we can break at any time. And you will be yeah. paid X, Y, and Z. That said, I don't know if you've had it, if you look at WrestleJuice, on YouTube, but they had Hulk Hogan's 1998 contract. Holy hell, that was a bad contract. These guys need to get Hulk Hogan lawyers. He got two million for signing his name. <laughs> <laughs> and creative control. And, and creative control. And you can just, you know, oh, what was it? My favorite one is 15% of the gay and live receipts. And you're like, what? Because you're on two million, and what you really need is that 15% of the bloody exactly. gay. How did anyone agree to this? You had no value in 1998. You had no value in 1997. And he had some think, value during the, the NWO. That was it. And the NWO and, was and over by 1998 almost. What him, Nash and Hall, what the real gene, how, like, no matter how desperately you wanted them, like, give them all the money they wanted, but how they let them right into their contract that no matter who WCW ever hired in the future, they had to be paid more than them. Yeah. So that's when, when they were mad trying to get Bret Hart. Bret Hart told them, sure, I'll join WCW. I want the exact same contract as Hulk Hogan plus one penny. So petty. 
But so it's petty. because he knew the he knew yeah. the couldn't, uh, couldn't do it. He, he didn't want to go to WCW. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's funny that um, w- there's another thing as well with with Hogan's contract. Uh, like just the whole thing is there. It's on WrestleJuice. I would say have a look at it because it is quite interesting. But um, I just don't know how they were able to do it. And it's funny how you can you went from WWE who or sorry if you went from WCW who had contracts like that to WWE who must have something much more robust but they're making the same mistakes again and I don't know how you know how this is going to work out because like as like I guess my question is you know you've been in the ring and you were training with lads who you know obviously wanted to be wrestlers or you know would consider themselves wrestlers but wanted to be wrestlers on on the global scale do you think... Some of the ones I was trained with are doing really well at the moment. Oh, absolutely. That'd be awesome. We should yeah. try to get them on the show, man. OTT and NXT and some of them's doing really good. But this is it, you know. Do you think with WWE changing its... Well, there's a couple of things, actually. So I'll ask the first question first. With all the stuff that's happened this week and the way they've cut their roster down and the way they've mistreated workers or whatever... Do you think those people still want to go to WWE because it's WWE or would they be looking at NXT or Impact? Well, here's here's what I'm wondering. So we got a generation of wrestlers coming up now who have other options, you know, who are looking at, they're not like maybe generations from after WCW was bought who only ever knew WWE. Mm. You know, so if, if I was an up-and-coming independent wrestler now, Man, I would be looking at the way WWE is treating people, and I'd be looking at the way AEW is treating people, and I'd be looking at the money some of the big names are making on the independents, and WWE, it gets less and less attractive as a as a proposition. And that's before you start to hear the stories of the morale in the office, the way the shows are rewritten at last minute, you know, the, the <laughs> All insane that hierarchy, yeah. you know. Vince McMahon in general. But dude, here's the thing, right? It's not only the wrestlers on this, right? It's the front staff are getting fired. So you can just work in the office as like a clerk and you can just be sacked. And I'm like, man, reach a contract all over that all day. You know, so. Well, this is why I think NXT UK has survived. Because surely it would be just the number one thing on the chopping block. But oh, I think but they're under UK law. Yeah. I think the labor laws in Europe are too strong, and I don't think they can just cut people like that. Interesting. That is very interesting. Like, you know, say what you want about Europe, but we do have pretty good labor laws. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, why else? Like, they don't make any money off NXT UK. Yeah. I mean, it probably doesn't cost them all that much, but I mean, they're they're making hundreds of millions and they're cutting people for pennies you know like <laughs> like that's it like i don't know how much money these contracts are worth probably not a whole lot you know bray wyatt's one fair enough probably worth a fair bit but like keith lee he wasn't on the main roster really um carrying cross was on the main roster for a cup of coffee uh and the rest of them just weren't like M- I don't... moon had gone back to bloody she'd gone back. yeah she'd gone back so i'm like the only one who was on the main roster was nia jacks and she should have been nowhere near the main roster. She should be nowhere near a ring. She should be in jail. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Beside Vince. Beside Vince. Like Sarah Cell. But, um, 
yeah, no, a wrestler jail or whatever. Um, but yeah, look, that's it there. Um, we're obviously going to keep monitoring the situation. It, it's interesting because we do a historical show, but sometimes we have to talk about stuff like this where it's just mad. And this is a because mad this situation. Is, because this is history. Like, yeah. look through all of wrestling. There has yeah. never been anything like this. No. There's never been a situation where a company has been doing the best it's ever been doing. And it's and just, just bleeding, bleeding talent. But like, also, uh, Ring of Honor uh, furloughed or fired all oh their talent God, yeah. this week as well. But the difference is, Ring of Honor is pretty much back to just being an independent show. They're not holding on to anyone after this year. Yeah. So and it's they crazy. kept people the whole way through the pandemic. Yep. They didn't let anyone go they honored all contracts yeah they are even though they're they're letting all contracts go at the end of the year from the minute they announced that they're letting uh talent work you know do whatever dates they want like mm. um you know what i mean like i don't watch a lot of ring of honor i'd, I'd love to it's just not easy to find it's really not easy to find now it's very difficult you know, particularly but, when you're in ireland like but you have to hand it to them though man you know They've been great, yeah. They're being sound about it. You know, it's not like they came out and said, we're making more money than we've ever made now. Everybody leave. It's like, okay. And I'm excited to see what this, you know, they're talking about pivoting and coming back as something else in April next year. And I'm genuinely excited to see what that is. Like, I will mm. tune in for that. You know, a, a fair play to, to AEW as well, because, like, they seem to be doing everything right as far as talent. Well, WWE are going further and further into that pit of like scumminess and it's it's upsetting but you know we'll have to watch it it is and look you can't justify what wdb are doing you know now having a big party about how great you are and then firing people is fine. it's just it's, it's a bad look even yeah. though nijax is fired and, and it, it goes to show how deep and ridiculous uh some of the tribalism runs online because you have people defending this and it, you can't it's like i say take the exact same argument leave the wrestling out of it and put in the name of any other company and nobody would defend this nobody and dude, if this company was in europe they'd be up in bloody court companies wouldn't do it you know they, they wouldn't do it there's there's no way wwe again is just existing in its own little bubble and it's often not a very good one but that being said, we are going to leave it there and we're going to transition rather quickly to Road Wild 1999. Now, the reason, yep. why, it's, the reason why it's rather quickly is because when it's a good show, we have a lot to talk about. When it's a bad show, we have even more to talk about. <laughs> when it's a meh show, we have nothing to talk about. This show is the definition of a meh show. It's the last ever <laughs> one of these shows that they've done. Because uh, it's the final one. And it came from Sturgis in South Dakota. It we'll talk about it in a bit more detail in a second. Um, but the actual show itself, don't waste your time watching it. There's really nothing of interest happens. Uh, I'm gonna quickly run through the card, but and then we'll talk kind of generally about the event and stuff like that. So okay. uh Mysterio, Kidman, uh Eddie Guerrero defeated Vampiro and the saying Clown Posse, literally the band. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I think that uh WCW thought that the Insane Clown Posse was like a rock or a metal group because they yeah. brought them out in front of all these bikers and yeah. they are not. They are Raps. very not even new metal. They are rap. rap. Yeah. And that was very evident when they come out and they got booed out of the bloody building. Yeah. I wasn't even in the building, but 
Still, if it had been a building, it would have been booed <laughs> over. Harlem Heat defeated Canyon and Bam Bam Bigelow for the WCW tag belts. The Revolution, Perry Sarton, Shane Douglas, and Dean Malenko defeated the West Texas Rednecks, Barry Windham, Kurt Hennig, and Bobby Duncan Jr. Buff Bagwell, again, defeated Ernest Miller. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to shock you here. Go right? on. You like this one? I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome or what. Are you starting to pop now for Ernest I Miller? Have, I am popping for the, I like the cat. Ah, fair. I That's all right. I can't help it. Do you know what did it for me? Go on. So we'll probably go into it more in detail. But one of the big issues with Road Wild was that it was plagued with racism. Like, you know, these biker gangs and stuff are, you know, have certain links to, you know, right wing groups and all that. And they're not the most progressive people in the world. And apparently groups like Harlem Heat and that used to get horrendous racist abuse. Well, um, you know, what these right. live shows. Oh, my and God. Or, That's like, scary. The, the cat comes out, you know, right. he's this black guy, right. and he comes out dressed as a biker, but he's wearing these gloves, and the gloves have two Confederate flags on them. And I was like, oh my God, I love this guy. Oh <laughs> he just I does not that. care. I didn't he's, notice that. Yeah, uh, he's two Confederate flags in the gloves, and he's out, oh well. like, giving absolute socks to the crowd, like, taking the piss out of them, slagging them off. The match is terrible. The match is yeah, awful. The match is not good. And apparently, yeah. uh, before they come out, him and Bagwell had a, an actual fight backstage. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Where did but you get all this from? I. Do you know what I did? I was driving down the road from Belfast, and I put on um, Eric Bischoff's 83 Weeks, and it was oh, a bit man. bloody. It was a bit road wild. Oh, I love um, it. Martin's but... a historian here. Just get, bringing all the facts. <laughs> I just watched well, it. I just watched it as a terrible Bishop, show. I don't know how you could call them facts. That's fair. But uh, but the the Confederate flags, that said to me, there is a man who has no oh. more facts to give. I, <laughs> I just fell that in love guess. with them there and then. That's so funny. So I'm a, <laughs> I'm a cat fan now. Oh, man. No Disco Inferno, though, sadly. I'm not a disco fan yet. Uh, you'll get there. You'll <laughs> the get there. Disco coming out in a Confederate flag doesn't have the same vibe. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's WCW in the nineteen ninety nine, man. Could have happened. Surprise me, yeah. Could have happened. What was the uh, what was the company that had Jim Neidhart come out as a clan member? Oh Jesus, I don't want to know that answer. I can't oh, believe you not seen this. I've not seen that. Whoa! So what? There's these. Oh, I can't remember who the wrestlers are, but there's two tag teams. And one of the tag teams is two white gays and one of the tag teams is two black gays. And the two black gays win. And then this guy comes running out in a full clan outfit. Like he's the the sheets, the hood, everything. He slides into the ring. He attacks the two black gays from behind. And they start fighting back. And they whip the hood off him. And it's Jim the Anvil Neidhart. In his full, like, pink and black. It's bizarre. I can't believe no one said, you know what, that's probably a bad idea. That's, yeah, let's not. Let's not. Can we not do that today? This is a bad idea. Let's put that oh. one in the maybe pile. <laughs> put a pin in it. <laughs> then go back to it. Put a pin oh in it God. and then put a dagger in it. And then <laughs> put it in a oh. box and then drop it in a river. Oh, man. Well, okay. Well, guys, I'm going to leave you to Google that yourself. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> 
Chris Benoit defeated Diamond Dallas Page for the WCW United States belt in what was probably the only good match of this whole show. The only, and even by these two guys' standard, this was it not was, a good match. It was not a good match, but it was the only good match on the card. By this, <laughs> was by this show, it was, yeah. Uh, in yeah. fact, though, it did have, um, it had a couple of, uh, a couple of really good moments, but I was genuinely terrified watching that spot with the uh with the belt oh wow where, yeah yeah that whoa. was that was ri- like that could have gone so wrong like you like you know they're fine well i was gonna say you know they're both fine but you know you, you know they're fine after this match anyway but when you're yeah. watching it you're like oh man like so still the- a lot of risk taking it so for anyone not listening what happened or for not who didn't see the show what happened so oh yes, sorry. So yeah, we forget sometimes that this is a, an an audio medium. But basically, what happens is DDP because it's no DQ, he slaps yeah. the ref and yeah. takes the ref's belt off. Pretty cool move, yeah. It, it is starts, a cool move, yeah. It is a good one. Whipping Benoit with it, I was like, oh, this is awesome heel stuff. You know, yeah. someone should do that. But then he puts the the belt through the through the loop around yeah. Benoit's neck, yeah, and then full on like flips him over his shoulder and has him is by like holding hanging. the belt with Benoit hanging off the back of him and shoe like, hanging shoe not hanging. even taken into like consideration like the, obviously the connotations of what would happen years later yeah but just as a as a spot in a match this was genuinely it's a, terrifying it's a bit much it, it's a bit much you know it, it's like the for me it's like when uh, the pizza curse come out and I'm like you don't need to cut someone's face open, you know. It's, it's a bit much. You also need to, you also need to hang someone. It, it it brought back the uncomfortableness when the big boss man was getting hung by the Undertaker. I was like, this is a bit. Yeah. I was a. I remember that as a child. It was one of the very. Oh my few... god! Happened in the same year. <laughs> they were all mad for hanging people. Oh my god! They were full on. <laughs> they were mad into it. They were full on lynching. I hope that's not the same year that bloody Nightheart was in the clan. Oh god. <laughs> I don't or know. What, 90s, what's wrong with you? Stop. <laughs> 90s Stop. was wild, wasn't oh, it? Oh man, it was just crazy. I don't like, think I don't think people can understand how wild the 90s actually is until you go back and watch media from the 90s. You're I, I, mad. I am terrified for the day that woke Twitter discovers, discovers wrestling. 1990s wrestling because it's oh, over. Man. The whole thing's over. <laughs> All wrestling's cancelled. <laughs> Women, minorities. <laughs> violence like the whole thing's done oh like, man it, you know and it's mainly wwe wwe in the 90s is just holy hell like you're watching it and you're just like oh this is great and then something happens you're like oh my god but it just and, seems it's true to wcw as well and wcw pulled plenty of stunts yeah and ecw did. just reveled in it ecw loved Ah, uh, well, ECW know what they were doing. WWE just had King basically saying horrific things all the time. I don't know how Twitter hasn't caught up with him yet. It's, it's like, do you not know what the King has done? He said horrific things for like 10 years. And he's been not convicted, but uh, accused of some well, even more horrific things. Well, that's all alleged, but all I can all I can say is what it's on the network. I'm amazed the network they haven't gone through and could have, but Peacock actually have done that. Peacock have gone through the networks like we're not putting that anywhere near our streaming service because they yeah. know they know if they know as soon as people latch onto this kind of stuff, they're like, oh, oh right, yeah, Twitter's gonna freak out. But um, yeah, and you uh, can't tell Twitter, you can't tell Twitter 
look, you got to take this in context for the time. Obviously, it's not right, but you know, this was of its time mm. and we're not condoning it and we'll edit the broadcast. Like Twitter doesn't react with nuance or reason like that. Twitter no. would just demand that the whole thing is you know the whole Burn thing the is, servers. <laughs> Purge <sad>. it all. <laughs> Burn the servers. Purge <laughs> it all. Uh, <laughs> so Sid Vicious defeated Sting in a terrible match. Goldberg defeated Rick Steiner in what yeah. I was which it, it was very disappointing. Rick Steiner deserved better. But, well, I've got to say two things. One, I, I don't think the Sid Vicious match was terrible. Ah, come on. It, it wasn't good. It was good. too long. It, it, if it had been five minutes, it would have been a great match. Yeah. It was, shouldn't have been 11 minutes. But no I way. think for a Sid Vicious match, you don't okay. go in with high expectations, you know? But for Sting, though, here's what they should have done, right? Sting versus Rick Steiner, Goldberg versus Sid Vicious. That would have been a better pair. Mm. That would have been... I tell you one thing. One thing I did love about the Sid Vicious match was early on in it, Sting whipped Sid into the turnbuckle, and then like uh, came running up and did like a real, like a real high kick or whatever. And clearly, Sid was supposed to, you know, take the kick, and as if the momentum had thrown him up on the turnbuckle mm. and lay across the two ropes on the turnbuckle. Yeah, would have right? been a nice spot. Yeah, but he didn't do that. No, so then. Not. Sting obviously said to him, because the next spot was for him to be in the turnbuckle, Sting obviously said to him, you're supposed to be in the turnbuckle. And he hit him just like an ordinary kick in the stomach. And then Sid just <laughs> flew up in the air and jumped on oh, the I loved it. and sprawled across it. I loved it. Oh, and it was, oh, oh, Sid. Oh, man. Sid Vicious. You don't make them like that anymore. Oh, if he's not breaking his leg from a drop kick, he's... <laughs> shitting himself in the ring <laughs> and overselling like you wouldn't believe uh, Randy Savage defeated Dennis Rodman in a match that I can't believe happened but it did and yeah. it was 12 minutes and, it, and then felt like and it, it was 20 oh god just such a bad idea and then Hogan defeated Kevin Nash in a retirement match for the WCW and nobody belt. ever retired and nobody ever retired <laughs> it's it's like what was this so this whole show ladies and gentlemen was completely pointless um, well, what I gotta say, just I'll, I'll be really quick. So the Rick Steiner match, uh, yeah, uh, it was, like you say, it was nothing. But this was not a no DQ match. No, it was not. And no. I've gone back and checked, and Rick Steiner took off Goldberg's knee brace and battered him with it in front of the referee for the entirety, like for the whole to be, match. To be fair, though, right? With that, I never thought that was a problem as such because it's not a foreign object. They're wearing it. Well, there's a question, yeah. You know, it's so, not like he went and got something from outside. They're wearing it. Yeah. You know, so I don't think that's necessarily breaking the so, rules or such. Yeah, so Kurt Angle used to choke people with his... uh his, with his singlet. Singlet. Yeah. And I suppose Bianca Belair... With her hair, yeah. Whips people with her. Yeah, that's a... F so if it's on you... That would be my understanding of it. If you're wearing yeah. it, you've been cleared because you're like... You know the way, like if you had brass knucks like tucked down your pants or something, obviously that's illegal, right? And that's why because yeah, the ref's not aware. Of the ref's it. not aware of it. But if you're in the ring and you're like whatever you're wearing, the ref's like right, you're okay to compete with what you're wearing. You can use it. So I wouldn't imagine that to be a problem, and that would be my understanding of the rules. Oh, that's bizarre. But it makes sense when you think about it. It's like you've been cleared. I mean, yeah, it's a very 
technical. <laughs> it's, it's a loop. It's a, it's loophole. a loophole. Yeah, it absolutely. Yeah. It's a loophole. And the thing about it is, you could kind of go either way on that. But I would say you're cleared, and it's like fine, okay. But hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a spanner, or not a spanner, but I'm gonna throw a, a fake arm into the works here. <laughs> Wasn't the gimmick that uh, Lex Luger had to wear that pad on his arm? Because he had a steel plate in his plate arm, in it. yeah. So he had to cover it because it wouldn't be fair if he's allowed to hit people with. And with that's a, with in a, his arm. Yeah, well, well, that's kind of different because it's like okay, for example, right? D'Lo Brown wearing the, or even uh, the Shield wearing the the flat jacket, right? Yeah. Technically, that's a foreign object. Yeah. Like, and D'Lo Brown would do the. Actually, that's why he wore it as well as like a heel to do the frog splash. So. I suppose the moral of the story here is if you're going to if you're going to use a foreign object, wear it. Go on. I'm starting to think some of this wrestling isn't on the level. (laughs) I'm starting to think this wrestling is a bit. I'm starting to think there's something fishy about this. Oh, maybe I don't know. That that sounds like a conspiracy theory to me, my friend. Um, (laughs) Rodman, Rodman Savage. Oh my God! At one stage, Rodman gets thrown into a porta potty, like a portable toilet, and then Savage tips it over, and they. Filled it with some kind of fake, yeah, f- effluence, fake, f- fake, um, fake bodily waste. Yeah, and whatever they used to, to fake it was so incredibly uh, convincing. It was just I could smell it through the television screen. It, it was better than what WWE would do when they did a similar spot where it was obviously like you know, uh, chilly or something. But Have, yeah, it was a bit gross. Have you ever been to an uh, electric picnic? Oh, no, you couldn't pay me enough money. I hate going to festivals. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I like I like, I like being, you know, clean. <laughs> so I like having showers and stuff, man. I can't go to festivals. I went to an electric picnic when I was young and, and wild. Um, and they have a thing there called the long drop. And it's basically just this huge, literally like a, an eight or ten foot tank. Right. And you go and you, on top of it are all these seats. Like right. with walls between them, right. and you sit in them and you take a dump in it. Oh God! And on oh, day God. one, on day one of the festival, you take a dump, and you hear silence for a couple of seconds, and then you hear it splat the bottom. Oh God, no! I don't like. And on day on day three of the festival, you know, you look in the toilet and the water's just coming up to the edge of the bloody oh, no. thing. Oh my God, no! And that's what it made me think of. <laughs> You know what? I made the right decision not going to these places. <laughs> I made the right decision. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how we're going to leave it this week. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Again, I apologize. But uh, yeah, <laughs> festivals. Oh, I miss festivals. Well, from the sounds of it, I really don't. Uh, maybe not that one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that one. But Martin, uh, Road Wild, Road Wild, nineteen ninety nine. Would you recommend it to the people? Not for love nor money. A, a dreadful show, and the, the whole thing about it, it's outside. It's in the late. It's it's not a wrestling crowd. So this was a free event at a motorcycle rally because yes. Eric Bischoff was a big motorcycle fan. He was. So the people, the people who are there are there for free. They are yeah. not wrestling fans. No. You know, and I like when when wrestling sort of steps outside the box, tries something different. You know, like the Jarrah Cruz. Like it's not a huge crowd, but it's a nice atmosphere. But even the Impact Zone, the Impact Zone was cool. Yeah, just yeah. try something different. Yeah. And I commend WCW for trying something different, but it didn't work. Don't do no. it. 
no four bloody times yeah maybe maybe don't do this and you know it's of its time it's it's very much you know to be fair though i say it's of its time 1999 was a bit late to be doing stuff like this like this feels like an 80s or 60s thing that you do you know although i'd I'd nearly give i'd nearly give the uh the whole show at least one star for tony Schiavone dressed as a biker commentating the whole way through i loved it that was great so look, next week, uh, next up on our WCW time timeline is Fall Brawl 1999, but we're not going to get to that. Well, we will get we will get to that next week, but we also have AEW preview full gear. So the week after that, it's going to be AEW full gear, full review, and then we'll continue on. So Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here, sir? Um, oh, uh, I've been listening to the Mountain Goats this week, and they have a fantastic, a genuinely brilliant song called No Children. And I've right. had that on repeat, so I recommend everyone uh, go and listen to that. And also, just in light of the whole John Moxie thing, if you have any issues with alcohol or drugs or depression or anything, there's loads of help out there, particularly in Ireland, because we have a whole history of this stuff. So yep. do the cool thing and be like Mox and go get help. As Punk, I'll, I'll echo that. As Punk said, there's nothing harder and braver you can do than go and get help. So absolutely do. And that was Punk's promo. So absolutely, guys, take care of yourself. It's important, particularly in the times that we're in. And we'll be back next week to talk more wrestling from the past and the present. Bye, guys. And the future, because it's a preview. And the future. That's true. So <laughs> see you next week. Bye, guys. Give it a Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.